Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Paul Hawksby And Andy Jenkins And welcome once again to the H&J Daily Some of the best bits of this afternoon's show We were joined by uh, Arsenal uh, fan and comedian Ian Stone He had met him for a while No, he was on good form Yeah um, Paul Jiggins was uh, interesting for, for Speaking to us all the way from Singapore That's right, he was out there with Spurs He had some uh, other stuff to uh, Took a bit of Juve as well, didn't he? Uh, and we had a chat We had uh, about various mm. things I asked you how much you pay for a pot of tea. Yeah, and and the answer you'll be surprised. It's not one seventy five. Horrendous amount of money. So uh, all that and more. Here it is. Sport-wise, it was just for me. It was the boxing on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, it was good, uh, wasn't it? Bit of the golf uh, yesterday, but. I sort of enjoyed it. I, I admired Shane Lowry, the way he played, and it was quite fun watching great players struggling in those conditions, but it never really was that exciting, was it? It never really, you know, he, he was always in control and well played to him for that yeah. too, but uh, it didn't make for a great sort of neutral Well, no, watch. there wasn't a great deal of jeopardy was there um, because you never felt that it was. there was that kind of one moment. I mean, he, I mean Tommy Fleetwood drop shots at the mm. same time and you felt, that's it, that's the moment gone, really. Yeah, it was a little it window a for him. But, but Never mind. What, can you, what are you going to do? What can you do? It was, well done. Um, it, was, uh, it looked like they're talking about going back there potentially in the next five years. And it, obviously, Portrush was incredibly successful. So yeah. let's hope they it, was it was good when, when the weather went. It was, yeah. you, could, you, know, you're not, you can't always see wind on TV, if you know what I mean. But you can really <laughs> Unless you have to have a very good telly to no, see often wind. If you, you know, they'll yeah. say, when well, you're watching a game of football and they'll say, oh, it's very windy conditions, you think, well, I can't really see that. But you you could in that, obviously. There was a... Um, <coughs> Excuse me. It's, I mean, the moose would be absolutely gutted he wasn't at Portrush. Did you see what happened? Well, a compu- free something well, food. Yeah. a computer meltdown uh, on the tills sparked a feeding frenzy in the media tent, the Telegraph tell us. <laughs> really? Organisers were forced to give away food and drink oh, after they dear. were unable to keep a tally on individual allowances. I mean, this is Moose's <laughs> culinary cup final. Perfect. That would have been, would wouldn't it? Been. Yeah, so absolutely. he's going to be trying to cover the goal from there on. <laughs> he would. And uh, 
Dasha Zakova, the uh, last Mrs. Abramovich, yeah. has now got engaged to shipping billionaire Stavros Niarchos. No, no, not a bloke on the bins, <laughs> no. I'd love to see a guy out with Lotto Lout, Mikey Carroll. <laughs> That's what I want to see. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be, he'd be up for that, yeah. Just, it's amazing, isn't it? He's never quite uh, shaken that, uh, that name off, has he, poor old not Mikey? Really, no, yeah. Um, yeah, she, I mean, she goes, she goes for a certain type, clearly, mm. doesn't she, old Dasher? Well, obviously, yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think she's got a few bob herself, really. So. Yeah, I'm sure she has. Fair enough. Now, uh, I was reading about this marathon uh, in France. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, uh, I've got an entry form and I've, I've filled in Alan's name. Okay, yeah. It's the Medoc Marathon. Oh, sounds and good. there are no water stations, but there are 20 wine-tasting stations cool. and stalls offering oysters, cheese and ice cream. Not exactly ideal for a marathon, is really. It, so it's actually it's a proper twenty six mile problem, marathon, yeah. twenty six point two mile course. That's at dangerous. A running pace with opportunity to stop at the twenty wine tasting stations and stalls. Basically, that's dangerous, well, Andy. I know. You Most can't of the do runners, that. Eight, eight, dehydrate. Eight and a half thousand runners, uh, mostly French, and uh, <laughs> I suppose well, you know if you mix it with water. <laughs> Not the point, is it? Not really. Doesn't sound particularly. I'm surprised they're letting that go ahead. Yeah, it doesn't sound healthy, really. No. I agree with you, really. I think Alan had a chance, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think he'd have a great chance. What, what sort of times are expected to finish in? Have you seen what they finished in before? Is this the first one? Uh, no, no. I think it's uh, one that happens every year. I bet no one gets in in sort of uh, three and a half hours, do they? The fastest time in last year's event was just over two hours. But the bloke who, who is... Well, it can't be a, can't be a no. full marathon then, can but it? If you're stopping every stop, that's five to ten minutes for a glass of wine, it adds up. Six hours sounds appalling for a marathon, but it'll be quite good time for the Marathon du Medoc. OK. Well, there you go. Somebody said they did it in two hours. <laughs> maybe, a marathon. Maybe they were a teetotaler. Yeah. <laughs> Just ran the normal yeah, marathon. They would be, yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Oh, uh, hello, look at this. What's wrong? Wrong cup. Oh, no deal. What's that? My, you're, you're, kicking, you're kicking off again, are you? I know. I don't like this cup. It's like a half a cup. Okay. Never mind. Um, there was some controversy in the world of dressage mm -hmm. when a, uh, a donkey, no, a mule, beat yeah. an elite group of thoroughbreds to win a top dressage competition. Wow. She was a unique animal. Christy McLean rode the, the mule. It was called Wallace. Yeah. Wallace. It would be a real shame if this rule goes through, she said. I think it would cause uproar. So, so what's the problem? Why can't the mule do dressage? Well, they're saying that it's it's not right. It's quite, right that mules are not considered sport horses. by the sound of it. Mules are not considered horses and therefore cannot compete in competitions. Okay, wow. It's a bit like James Corden beating Usain Bolt in 100 metres, really. <laughs> Or indeed in the Medoc Marathon. <laughs> that would match, uh, even if they don't have a drink, they're beating Kipchoge's record, by the way, if they've done it in two hours. I'm not buying this Medoc Marathon thing. What's the point of doing the Medoc Marathon and then not having a drink? Yeah, I can, I can or see. Or a bit of cheese? It's just over two hours. Oh, OK, know. fair yeah, enough. That's still kind of close to... Yeah, close to a world. You know, that's close to a world record. Maybe it's downhill. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe you are. <laughs> My career. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Andy? What career? Yeah. And um, Career, you call it. Not really, no. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I'm going to burn all the material at the top, and you're going to say, well, what have you got, Andy? I'm beyond page three. Mm. But a bloke who won the Ernest Hemingway Lookalike Contest. Oh. That was also a bit of a sport on the weekend. Yeah. But I thought he looked a bit more like Mike Gatting, really, for whom the Lord's bell tolls. Let's have a look. 
Yeah, so check a, it out. Yeah, bit yeah. of a gatting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a select thing. The Ernest uh, Hemingway, just bloke with white beards, could be anybody, <laughs> couldn't it? And if you could want be more, anybody, if you want some more obscure. Sorry, mate. I just chucked <laughs> it back at you, hit you in the face. If you this. want some more obscure sport, yeah, there was a fireworks competition oh. between Britain's four biggest companies. Com- competitive fireworks. Yeah, we had a reporter there, Talksport, Catherine Wheel. She said, <laughs> "Oh, <laughs> blimey." <laughs> Blimey! <laughs> yeah, couldn't resist that one. So that's it. Uh, that's I've got it. nothing else to say for three hours now. I've done the lot. Well, this, so some good news then. Uh, Ian Stone joins us in the studio. Comedian, Arsenal fan, makes a welcome return. We'll look at some of the stories you may have missed. A very troubling uh, drug story from the world of American sport. A sign of the apocalypse. Well, what's the matter with you now? What's wrong with the tea? It's a bit hot. <laughs> well, it would be, wouldn't it? Fantastic. <laughs> what a moaner you are. It's nice of someone to make you one, isn't it? Well, it we should, was. We should be thankful. Nice, yeah. um, we'll talk a bit of boxing. We'll also uh, bring you the latest uh, transfer news as things start to hot up. Uh, we'll reflect uh, on the Open and uh, that, that weird statistic that it's mm. been, what is it, 100 and something years since somebody with a beard won the Open. Yeah, well, I, beards are very much in, aren't they, these days? That's oh, not yeah, a lot of beard. No, no, it would have been Tommy Fleetwood otherwise, wouldn't I'll it? I'll tell you who it was. I cut it out. Hold on. His name was, uh, I think, Bob Ferguson. Bob Ferguson, that's it. But, I mean, look at the way he's dressed. Old sport was rubbish, wasn't it? Look at him. You couldn't win the Open wearing a tweed suit no. now, could you? <laughs> you probably wouldn't bother now. You probably wouldn't go around in a tweed suit. Yeah, well done, Bob. But the the first uh, he's the first bearded man is Shane Lowry right for some time. Right. 1882. Are you happy with the tea now? Yeah, very happy. Now. Good, yeah. Marvelous. It was Murray, wasn't his fault. Okay, fair enough. Yes. No one cares. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Me and Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport. A little um, sidebar to the open at the weekend. Mm. Uh, for sale in the shop at Portrush uh, for £38 a bottle was yes. the great smell of Darren Clark. Really? Yeah. Uh, a signature eau de parfum. <laughs> you are, as you'd say. <laughs> Day and night, it's called. Day and night. Yeah. It's not very golf, is it, that, really? No. Uh, it's, <laughs> unless it's under floodlights. So what was that tournament yeah. that Tiger played in with it Phil Mickelson? Par or something like that. Yeah. Um, Andrew Dillon uh, in the Sun said, actually, with Clark missing the cut and failing to make the weekend, maybe two days, one night would have been a more suitable... <laughs> no, good line, I thought. <laughs> yeah, very good, yeah. yeah. Good ask, very good. But, um, yeah, so there we are. The great smell of Darren Clark. I imagine, I imagine he's quite a fragrant man, Darren Clark, well, don't you? I imagine he's really, quite a... He you know, yeah. smells of a... A bit like Simon Jordan. I presume he's just put his name A man who smells of an expensive cologne. Oh, but his is expensive, well, yeah. Simon's. It's not 38 well, quid. Well, I, I, I did 38 be honest, quid is pretty reasonable. I know it. No, I don't mean that. Yeah. I mean... I'm, I'm sensing that Darren maybe doesn't always wear his own his own cologne. I don't, I don't know. know. Did, did, hey. Dave, did Dave, when when David Beckham's was on sale in Superdrug for about four ninety nine? You think he still kept? Was it his go to fragrance? I don't think it was. It probably wasn't. Yeah, but who it, knows? No. Yeah. But talking of costs, how much would you pay for a pot of tea? How much uh, pot of tea? Let's see. Yeah. About one seventy five. Okay. Pot of tea. Pot of tea. Pot of tea. Yep. Five hundred quid. Wow, that's a that's a, that's a, that's a 166 a cup. It's available at the upmarket Rubens at the Palace Hotel, uh, located next to Buckingham Palace. Yeah, it's created its own blend, Golden Tips Tea. Oh yeah. Uh, the waiter uses gold tweezers to weigh out the leaves. <laughs> Small shoots that have been handpicked at sunrise in the highlands of Sri Lanka. Tremendous. Then sun dried on a velvet cloth. You have been. <laughs> I know. 
yeah. <laughs> which is served in a silver pot. You think you a gold pot for that money? Yeah, of course. Customers who pop in for afternoon tea would also get freshly baked scones, pastries, and finger sandwiches. You got to dip a you got to dip a digestive in that and watch it fall in, then fish it out with a spoon, haven't you? <laughs> the tea said to have a smooth, light, mellow texture with hints of fruity notes. But if you went in there and you, <laughs> that's where you say you are. If you're a if no, yeah, yeah. Oh, you've got fruity notes. I have. If you're a builder, yeah, and um, you know you've you've won the lottery and you fancy that, just to go in there and put three sugars in it and look at their <laughs> Lot of evaporated milks and carnation and three That'd sugars. Yeah. It can be infused with water three times, with the flavour profile changing each time. Yeah, mm. it gets weaker. I don't well, know. 500. <laughs> yeah, 500. 500 Basically, it's a quid. glass of warm water by the end. You of could it. buy 30,000 normal tea bags, which would last you about 27 years. Uh, okay, well, great. Thank you for bringing us. I then. know. Well, it's interesting, but I mean, mm. I always think with these very expensive. In the end, it's just tea, isn't it? However good it is, it's the, it, it's still a cup of tea. <laughs> you know, that's it. How good can it be? You can say that about five... anything, though, can't you? Well, I don't know. Somebody a... goes out and buys, like, rare wine. There's kind wines. of a difference between, say, it's still for example, a glass of wine at the end a of the bottle day. of Dom Perignon. You can taste the difference between that at, say, 150 quid than, say, a £30 bottle Who's of champagne. Who's buying you 150 quid bottles of champagne? Where are you getting those from? <laughs> no, only at Christmas I might indulge. Hello? <laughs> well, only you one. Put... You spend 150 quid on a bottle of champagne? Well, I might do, yeah. Well, somebody's got to. Yeah. I don't do it on a regular it's basis. The, it's not the way you should look at it's it. Not. Somebody's got to. All these poor... Oh, poor old Dom. Dom's going to be on his backside. Will he be doing bar work in the evenings and not selling Dom Perignon? Or somebody said, you know, I'm getting really worried about Dom. He's down, he's down to his... Yeah. I don't think that's his name. Dominic Perignon. <laughs> I thought he was Don. No. Donald Perignon. No, it's a bloke called Dominic Perignon. He's, he's, he makes it. It's a little place in, on the Whitechapel Road in uh, the east end of London. He knocks out. He's got his own vet. This is where it comes from, Andy. No. I mean, I wouldn't normally, but, you mm. know, just on the old... When it's Christmas, sometimes you think, oh, I'll push stuff out. Had a good year, pushed the boat out. <laughs> Had a good year. <laughs> um, shock news at uh, the weekend. Yeah. David Gale was with us in the studio the other week. That's not very shock news. Did, no, didn't. No, it's not shock news. But did you realise he's retiring after the Ashes? Well, he, I say of retiring. What? From what? Well, well, from Sky. Oh, really? He actually said, um, "I'm being retired." More accurately, he told the Sunday oh, for Times. Goodness sake. After 20 years, they've decided not to renew my contract. God. So, um, David Gower, yeah, no more in the country. I think that's a shame because he's really, really good and he's got great knowledge and quite a light touch. He's quite funny. I was quite surprised surprised to read that. As was this letter by Richard uh, Paris from Axminster in uh, Devon who said, um, Harry Redknapp is spot on about the need for public toilets. <laughs> when you get older, you need the toilet more often. It's and you, ca- you can't hang on like you used <laughs> well, to. Well, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's lovely to put that in letter form to a yeah, national I, newspaper. I it? yeah. It's basically, what you're saying is, Richard, you can't, you need the toilet, and you can't hang on like you used to. But look, we do sympathise, don't we, of course. And... Well, uh, yeah, we do. And a very happy birthday, of course, to Prince George. Oh, yeah. And some lovely photos of him and the usual yeah. uncritical review from the Sun Royal photographer Arthur Edwards. Mm. When you look at Kate's pictures of Prince George, you cannot help but smile. True. Yeah. We're used to seeing formal shots, but in this snap, George looks like any ordinary smiling six-year-old. That's probably because he is an ordinary smiling six-year-old. Yeah. He doesn't seem to like cameras much, often looking shy at public occasions. But Kate has brilliantly captured him happy and relaxed 
Because yeah, mm. he's his mum on, on his own with her. What would you expect? So she does all the photography for him, yeah? Oh, Kate's photography has got better and better. Of course it has. <laughs> but what is great about her pictures is she shares lots of them with us, for goodness sake. <laughs> the one time Mario Testino took those photographs, and old Arthur said, these aren't as good. Wow. <clears throat> I know. Well, he's, he's not going to get start laying into the <laughs> photographs of the royal family, is he? <laughs> Probably not. Wouldn't eh? make sense, would it? I think he should. Anything else? I don't know. Let me have a look. I'm okay, you're, you're on page there. three, are you? Oh, yeah, let's... No, oh, not are. yet. Oh, oh right, no, good. No, okay, what's yeah. next? Let's salute Britain's longest-serving ice cream man, Frank Penner, yeah. 86 from Hull. Marvelous. He reckons he sold more than three million cones in his 73-year <laughs> yeah. career. You saw this, though. All vanilla. All vanilla, yeah. It's a bit tedious, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> What about a chocolate? Just one. Well, you know, but it must you, be because it's <clears throat> Mr. Whippy style. It's, 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 it's a hand pump, isn't it? It's yeah, hand pump ice cream. You, you know, only you get white. You yeah, yeah, get yeah. Vanilla, don't you? Don't. How many crushed nuts has he churned out? How much red sauce? <laughs> how many flakes sauce? has he stuck how in a cone? How many Call flakes? It. That's right. If only we could ask him. Should we get him on? <laughs> He's a very quiet, we might have to. quiet news week. I mean, he could do an hour. <laughs> we'll be fighting over him for breakfast. Back I off. I want the ice cream, I've done man. Fireworks, mule winning a dressage. Yeah. A marathon where you get where you get wine instead of water. These are all the nominally station. sport, though, Andy. Sport, yeah. I haven't got an issue with that. To, and the Ernest Hemingway lookalike competition won yeah. by Mike Gatting. What a, t- <laughs> what a tremendous These, day Just some sport. of the things you've missed. So obviously you're going to be hurrying to download the podcast, which you can. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It was Mark Butcher mm. playing, uh, providing a, a backing track of uh, Bob Dylan's The Times They Are Changing with a very interesting version of it, but with a History of the Ashes video montage. Oh, OK. It's a really lovely piece of work. Good bit of time. Well, what was that on? Uh, they showed it at tea yesterday during... I was just flipping from the golf to the women's cricket. Right. I just happened to catch it. And uh, there's even a bit where... Because you hear lots of snippets of commentary. And yeah, all. yeah. And then in an instrumental bit, then you hear the commentary say, and that's 173 <laughs> not out for Mark Butcher. And his face is <laughs> Yeah. <great. laughs> it's a really good piece. It's really worth, worth seeing. He's a okay. very good guitarist. Um, the other news is actually Danny Cipriani's been left out of England's training camp. They're going to have a yeah, uh, seems World Cup. I, I don't know enough about rugby to say whether he should be in or not. But yeah, he seems to have done well and he's had good season. But Eddie Jones doesn't fancy him. Does he? he and a couple of the other players were sort of taken aside to do kind of strength and conditioning work, and uh, the other two boys made it, but but he didn't. So uh, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, there's always a kind of lobby to get him involved, but. Um, and ultimately, I suppose he just doesn't fancy him, does he? Nope. What can you do? No, nothing. So, Andy, what do you have? Cool. <laughs> really? Yeah, look at the time. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 it's great, isn't it? Uh, well, I've got an assortment of absolutely pointless stories. Like well, YouTuber, fantastic. Well, let's have a YouTuber few of them then. Carl Gibson yeah. became the first person to eat the world's largest breakfast. Brilliant. In the can he take the it? moose on? Probably, actually. What did he eat? Yeah, uh, he didn't look that. He, he looked quite slim, really. Often these sort of big eaters mm. are incredible. Well, they're not. Slim. No, they're not. And if you look at the world, the old uh, Coney Island competitive yeah, they're, eating, they're all quite they're, slim, yeah, they're all quite lithe, yeah, yeah, aren't they? They're, they're not big like the moose. No, I think the moose would be terrible at Coney Island. <laughs> probably, we'll have to try and send him there one. Yeah, that would be good, <laughs> wouldn't it? Get him on the old hot dogs, which <laughs> there he does. Let's just send him there anyway. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Why not? And you can't uh, find what, what, what the fella out there, no? I can't without looking for it. So. Well, that's the, well, look for it then. I'm <laughs> looking for it. <laughs> I can't without looking for it. I wasn't it, expecting it. I can't without looking for it. The thing is, the well, what did you expect? You saw the time. You saw the time. What did you expect me to do? Sing a few songs from the well, show? I was hoping. Yeah, okay. Well, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Southampton fans have been voted the least sexy in the Premier League. Is that right? Because By who? By Portsmouth fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, almost certainly. But was it Portsmouth fans? I think you know, it was a survey. One of these points. Yeah, okay. It um, seems a bit By visitportsmouth.com really. survey. <laughs> a nice story from the World <laughs> Athletics. Another one, because we spoke to James Addington earlier on, who's come back for, after that terrible injury. Um, Goldie Sayers wept as she finally collected her javelin bronze medal from the 2008 Olympics. Uh, the Good Russian, the Russian was stripped of the medal for Dobin. She admitted it was a very emotional moment. This is taking and, a long time. And so time, often, isn't it? that we spoke to Kelly Sutherton about this, didn't we? Before, like, at least, at least now, these presentations are happening in a, in front of a packed stadium, yeah. uh, because you know it's a, it's an embarrassment to athletics mm. as a sport that uh, this has been allowed to happen. And they could easily just sort of stick it in a jiffy bag and and put <laughs> it through the post. The but that would be so wrong. But at least yeah, now the there's yeah, there's a real yeah. opportunity for a stadium full of people to salute somebody who was uh, who was robbed by a cheat, really. So um, yeah, well done to Goldie, sir. She's a good person. Please for the netball was. V- I didn't see the final, but I thought it was very very exciting. It so. was yeah yeah. I watched well, I watched um, I watched. The, so I think we got to be happy for the Kiwis after what happened uh, oh, yeah. to them last week. <laughs> That's true. You have, haven't you? Really. So uh, I did watch a bit of that. No one likes to see Australia lose a major sporting event. They don't win the World Cup after that book. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> the uh, the book about the All Blacks. They didn't write it. You don't don't uh, feel free not to have a downer on them because they didn't write it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The talk of the friendlies mm. this weekend was that Harry Kane goal from oh, yeah, uh, the halfway good. line that, yeah. that uh, beat Juve 3-2. Um, 
Uh, the next... Italian papers saying sorry out. What a disaster. I don't know if they are. Um, Paul Jiggins has been uh, watching it all unfold uh, for the sun. Good afternoon, Paul. Afternoon, chaps. Well, good evening. I think here in Singapore. Oh, of course. Yeah, you move on to Shanghai next, don't you? Tough life. Uh, I don't. If I'm on the way home because uh, we were only allowed one visa or some. Oh. So Neil's uh, custody has taken that because Man United have gone out there uh, before us. So I get to come home, which is quite nice. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, so, so all the talk. Well, but beyond that, what, what did you make of the performance of both Juve and Spurs? Because there was a lot of new faces on the show when they're ultimate. I mean, they didn't all start, but they all got some game time. There was. I thought Spurs delayed the first half. I thought uh, really impressive was uh, Troy Parrott up front. It was going to be a headline writer's dream. Yeah, um, yeah. But he showed, you know, he's, he's not just a pretty boy, he really can play this kid. <laughs> I think we'll be hearing a lot more about him in, in, in the coming seasons. Do you think he, do you he, think he will really get... To watch. Do you think he'll be uh, one, the, another backup striker? Do you think he'll, he'll be a first-team member and get game time then during the season in the, in the Premier League? I, I think he will, because I've heard that, that <laughs> a couple of lower league clubs have already offered to take him on loan and apparently... They've um, been told no, he's staying for the moment. So that that bodes well for him. I can see him getting games in maybe sort of the, the League Cup games and uh, being brought up in, you know, being brought on as well in the uh, in some FA Cup games as well. So you, you know, it, it does look like he can lead the line on his own. He showed that yesterday. Um, I know, you know, forty-five minutes. It's very difficult to judge a player, but I also saw him in some of the FA Youth Cup games last season, and he just looked to. When you see in these games, FA Youth Cup, when you can always spot mm. the player who's going to progress because he's the one who looks like the men playing with boys. And I think Parrot was the one who looked last season like men playing with boys. Should be a very interesting season for Spurs. If they can hit the ground running, mm. you know, you've got to think Liverpool might struggle a bit with Firmino and Mane and, and Salah coming back late. City obviously going to be very, very strong from the get go. But uh, there's opportunity for Spurs here, I think. Do you know what the opportunity, and I was sitting there talking about it in the media room after yesterday's game, if they can get a season full of fitness out of Harry Kane, just what that what that would do to Tottenham. And it'd be fascinating to see if we could have just one season where he doesn't you know, pick up his usual ankle injuries that leave him out for seven weeks and he always returns in five. If we can just have a season of him being fully fit and let's see where that could take Tottenham. And I think that could make it then probably into a two-horse, into a three-horse race. Uh, I think we saw yesterday with a goal, which was a you know a wonderful bit of opportunism, um, and you know no shortage of talent either. Uh, you know whatever you say about Kane, and it uh, came in with some unfair criticism. May or you know maybe it's fair after the Champions League final last season, it was it was probably the only Tottenham player to emerge from champ, Tottenham Champions League run without any credit, if you like. Uh, but he soon put that to rest, and I think poor old Tangai. Don Dombele, the new signing. We were all getting ready. All, all the journalists had written their stories about him having come off the bench and set up Lucas Moore with his first start. Yeah. I think uh, the, the new £65 million man has learned has <laughs> learned a lesson at Tottenham already that whatever you do, whoever you are, and however much you cost, at some point you're going to be outshone by Harry Kane. Um, on the transfer front with Spurs, it's it's an odd one because nothing's really gone on with Ericsson. Nothing's happened with Alderweireld. Um, and they need fullbacks, don't they? Questions about Danny Rose. I mean, apparently Ryan Sessegnon could be getting closer. And um, Le Celso from Betis, now they've signed Fakir. Uh, Betis have signed uh, Nabil Fakir. There's, there's, mm, yeah, okay. there is there is a chance that, that that could happen. But has there been much talk about uh, ins and outs while you've been out there? 
No, there is. Um, I'm just saying I was flatly denied with all refused to talk. I mean, yesterday, the, the, some, some uh, overseas journalist, before chap, asked him about Gareth Bale, whether Tottenham won the club's interested. And Pochettino tongue firmly in cheek to the left away and see what Daniel was doing and whether Tottenham were the other club interested. No, full well he wasn't. And the, the, the poor bloke has filed this for writers or whatever overseas news agency there is. And so we all get our deaths on the phone saying, oh, Pochettino said that Tottenham could be interested. And it wasn't. It was just Pochettino being... He doesn't like talking about transfers. I wouldn't be surprised if Tottenham didn't make another signing. I really wouldn't. Uh, Pochettino's uh, come out and said, and he keeps restating, I'll be happy with whatever squad Daniel leaves me with. And, yeah, that's not um, true. Though, so you can it? take that. <laughs> no, well, you can take that how you will. And yes. then I thought we'd talk again two months into the season if there's, if there's no more new signings. And then um, it'll start complaining about a lack of new signings and about, you know, talking about perception and reality again. <laughs> um, how did um, Matthias Dillick got a game, didn't he? came on towards the end, but no Aaron Ramsey. He's not travelled. He's not fit enough, is he, to be with Juve? That's a long-term hamstring, isn't it? No, no, Ramsey's not not travelled with him. Um, yeah, Dillick come on exactly the same time as Don Bele. And I think he was still finding his place in the back four because, obviously, with Don Bele's first touch, he put the ball through to Lucas Moura, who you know, finished to make it 2-all. So it, it wasn't the greatest of starts for but did it, but yeah, look, if you just look at him, I mean, he walked through the mix zone yesterday and he's meant to be 19. Because someone needs to look at his birth certificate, <laughs> he really does look older than he did. He's a huge guy, um, you know, but even facially, and I think he looks m- much older than his teenage years. And I'm sure it'll be a, a massive success oh, at Juventus. Yeah. I'm a bit surprised he chose them over Barcelona, but look, he, he, had his, he could have had his pick of, I think, any of Europe's top clubs over the summer. Somebody who had to suffer sorry ball last year, though it was effective. Well, what were Juve like? I mean, obviously the last game, Chelsea played pretty well. And at Napoli, he had a reputation for good football. So could you see any sort of development from Juventus? It's probably a bit early to tell that. It's probably a bit early to tell, but what was interesting, I did think of you, was that they had these, um, before the ICC games, they had these sort of two on-the-pitch announcers um, talking up the game and talking up both teams and both the star players, I was talking up Sari and they and they were saying our Sari ball is going to become a feature of Juventus this season. I was thinking, oh please, I hope not for their sakes. <laughs> you know, having to watch that every week, I really do. But you know, they were talking about it over there, though it was a positive thing. Um, which of course, you know, you know, winning one nil and then closing the game down may well be in it. That may that may be more to their sort of choosing, if you like. But I'm not sure it would be sort of Cristiano Ronaldo's choosing because in the first half yesterday even when he wasn't getting the service there was one or two occasions where you know you could see him getting frustrated and in the one occasion where he blasted the ball at um, Gazzaniga the keeper the Tottenham keeper after being sort of given offside for the umpteenth time so you won't you have to you know I think he's got to be he can only go in there and foul really sorry can't he because you know they were a decent side and a, and a, a trophy winning side before he went in there um, let's see, you know, how far he dismantles them um, and, you know, what, what the atmosphere will be like around the club in there because the Italians like it or not. They have got a different approach to football than we have and, you know, for them, they'd much rather see a 1-0 than a 4-0, bizarrely. And finally, you've um, <clears throat> excuse me, you've witnessed a bit of Sonny mania, haven't you, over the last few days? I mean, mm-hmm. he's, imagine what it'd be like if you're in Seoul, but he's a, um, he's a bit of a star of, uh, of Far East football. He's loved everywhere, isn't he? 
See if we can get them to bow in front of you, boys. Good luck with that. Um, <clears throat> cheers, Paul. The best. Safe journey Thanks, home. Paul. Thanks, Chaps. Cheers. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Arsenal supporting comedian Ian Stone with us in the studio. And Andy and uh, Ian have just been uh, reminiscing about their, their mutual chum, Olivier Giroud. And Ian and Sam, what a handsome man he is. And he is. <laughs> but very good looking It man, does yeah. remind me of the first producer's film, the old Gene, uh, Gene Wilder's Era Mustel version. And uh, Roger, the director's uh, assistant, that scene in the lift when they go upstairs with the slightly <laughs> pointy beard and the leather cat suit. He's got it's a look of him. So niche. Yeah, he's got a look of him. <laughs> but yes, go I know. Ch- go and exactly. Who you mean. Yeah. Um, now, um, I just want to say there's some wonderful footage there of Paul Pogba turning up to meet the press. Uh, where are they in Osaka? In America, know. aren't they? America, are they now? Oh, oh, they're they're moving look- on to Shanghai. They're not in Shanghai. Oh, yet. no, they're Shanghai. Yeah, no, they're in China. That's right. Yeah. He looks so happy to be there. I can't tell you. In well, China. Yeah, I think he had his game face on, didn't <laughs> yeah. he? And I think that's all it was. Morose, I'd Now, um, yeah. performance-enhancing uh, drugs. Just say no, I think, is, is the key. Mm. But this is a troubling tale from the States. Uh, a grand champion lamb is currently under investigation after a vet discovered a foreign substance in the animal's system that might have given it an unfair advantage over its competitors. I, oh, okay. Yeah, competitive lambing. It's, uh, it was, this was... Uh, Wait and listen. Yeah, tests from the Ohio <laughs> Department of Agriculture revealed that the lamb was given a diuretic, which is banned for competitive purposes, as it makes an animal's muscles feel leaner. Right. Yeah. Well, people going up to the lamb going, you look good. (laughs) Yeah. You're looking a million dollars. What was this lamb doing? What sort of racing was it? Lamb racing? (laughs) Over jumps. I think it was just... sent people to sleep. I think it was just in animal... (laughs) It was winning animal... (laughs) I think that deserved more from him. Oh, sorry. I'm used to that. Don't worry about that. I was trying to find out for you. He did laugh. He got it in the venture. I was trying to find out the facts, and I was very aware that a joke had gone on in my absence. But then I kind of put it back together. I like it. Um, but a lot of people have been... Uh, he was doing animal shows, basically, right. and that's why it was on the gear. Or not, we don't know. We do, we're not going to get sued by a lamb. Outrageous. See but, that there. Um, just, if, yeah, right, just, just point at things you see on the oh. telly. I'm halfway for a sentence. That's very rude. <laughs> um, and, but they've had... Hawkins, uh, Mary Hugh, 
um, whose ducks won... Is that a real name? Yeah, Hawkins. Hawkins married. Not a firm of solicitors. If you have a slip, trip or fall, <laughs> go and see Hawkins. He's only 13, Hawkins. That he, might be quite old for a sheep. No, that's, no, this is a person. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you know, Hawkins marry you is not a sheep, it's a person. What's happened here? No, hang on. I haven't I'm, been I'm here for a while. Sure. Um, oh, the, yeah, this is the this is yeah, close season. The yeah. season Hawkins Maryhugh, 13, whose ducks won grand champion at the Franklin County Fair. What were they on? That's well, the question you have to ask yourself nothing, now. because uh, Hawkins does it clean. He says, we don't want animals with tons of drugs in them because that would not be safe to eat and everything. No, He's only 13. That's, That's a, a fair point, point, hasn't he, really? Yeah, point. so there we are. To, uh, we Somebody got, will blame We got lamb, a lamb on Someone who, An athlete who gets done for... For steroids will blame duck. <laughs> it, probably, it probably will blame. The duck's clean, Andy. I, I, Sun- a go the duck. I had a Sunday roast. <laughs> yeah. And then I was tested the next day. Yeah. Pure coincidence. <laughs> Do you have a summer sport, Ian? Is there something you follow when uh, when the football's not on? Do you know what? This has been brilliant this summer. I yeah. genuinely, the tennis, yeah. I love the tennis and the cricket. I adore great. Uh, the, the, the cricket. The World Cup final is one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah. And the golf yesterday was pretty good as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I do have a summer sport, and I needed a break after the uh, after last season. Mm. But I'm getting to the point now where you I'm ready for, for some football yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Although the Ashes will be a decent compensation, I just like it when it's really competitive and yeah. there's something riding on it. But I don't have as much skin in the game for any of these sports. I wanted Roger Federer to beat Novak Djokovic. Yeah. But I was okay when Novak mm. won. I wasn't gutted for two days. <laughs> no. What's wrong, darling? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> John Burkow must have been gutted. Oh, he would have been in bits, wouldn't he? He was there, seen... wasn't he? Yeah, oh, he's yeah. always there. He's Roger's uh, yeah, number like one Roger fan. Federer he? T-shirt, he did, yeah. which yeah. he looked like he hadn't washed. It was like, by the end of the week, it was like... It's all... Covered in strawberries, was it? You strawberry juice. Do you not... Was it? Well, I'm just guessing. I'm, just, I'm, I'm guessing it probably was. What's that on there, John? Yeah. I know what that yeah. is. I, I honestly, whenever I see political figures mm. doing, like, having leisure time, and I think in the time of national mm. crisis, yeah. you should be at work doing whatever you're doing, <laughs> to be honest with you. I was saying to you before I came, this is the last day that Boris, did Boris Johnson is not going to be Prime Minister for a while. Yeah, I think we should do something to celebrate. Oh, yes. Like throw ourselves <laughs> off a building or something. Now, um, you've got a new sponsor at Arsenal. It's a beer sponsor. And it's uh, it's a good beer sponsor. Yes. It's the good people at uh, Camden Town Brewery, one of your local breweries. Yes. They're coming on board. So Local-ish. You'll be getting a pint of Hells or a pint of Pal at the ground. We've got used to this because of because uh, we've got Beaver Town, of course, so the craft beer explosion. But David Vincent, who is a uh, Spurs fan, says, "Have you seen this Arsenal beer sponsor? I can't drink it now, even though I like it." Oh, oh really? Come on, David, get, get over, over it. it. Get over I, it. I mean, by the way, Man United have got about a hundred different sponsors. All yeah, sorts yeah, of, I've got to check the tyres yeah. on the vehicle, well, and the noodles, and the duvets. I won't the buy the Yokohama tyres anymore, Andy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Because of the ch- no, it's not true. But I mean, if you could, you could get the one of the best uh, calls we ever had years ago on a Friday night when Andy was doing the show was a bloke who was um, on the I think it was on the M6 with his family. It was Paul Moraine and the windscreen smashed, and he phoned his insurance company. Said my windscreen's gone. Can you come out? And the rain's pouring in. His kids are getting wet. And he uh, said, Yeah, okay, we'll send out somebody linked to the insurance company. Auto Win. He's a Villa fan. This fellow is quite important. Big Villa fan. Villa mm. sticker in the back. Season ticket holder. Auto windscreens van pulls up. Remember, it's sheeting in the rain. He's got his family there. And uh, he says, no, sorry, mate. Because they were Birmingham sponsors at the time. Not touching the car. I, you know, if Send I was married it. to him, yeah. I'd leave him. <laughs> I agree. I'd take the children and leave him. With I man. would too. Two what? hours? Two hours to find... First phoning the insurance company <laughs> about and having that silence on the end of the phone when they said... 
<laughs> you're you serious? Yeah, you're going to have to find another company that you work with. I'm not even all those windscreens touch yeah. my car. Yeah, that man deserves not to be married. <laughs> That's very <laughs> poor. Sorry. You, can't, you can't. Our own our old mate Mick uh, from Hounslow, we, he won a Dreamcast mm. on, on, on the show, a, you know, a lovely games console for his kids. And? Tottenham fam. Uh, they were your sponsors at the time. Said no. He said, no, give it to somebody else. Wouldn't have it in the house. Wow, got it much, isn't it? It does seem a little bit much. Maybe yeah, or, we're or just a man of principle. It depends how you look at it. We're not committed enough. <laughs> yeah, Maybe no, that's the other way to I look at it. Yeah, I don't think we are committed enough here. Comedy wise, Ian, what, what are you up to at the I'm, moment? I'm I'm gigging. I'm yeah. doing my gigs, and I'm finishing the book that I've oh, yeah. almost written. That's what well, it is written. Oh, yeah, this was this. now remind us. This was the crowdfunding. You came and told us yeah, about yeah. crowdfunded book, wasn't yes. it? About the yes. jam, wasn't it? It's about the jam. It's called To Be Someone. It's about me growing up in the 70s and early 80s in London. And, uh, and, and it's a social history and an autobiography and part love letter, if you like, to the jam and to Paul yeah. Weller. I wanted, what I wanted to write was fever pitch for the jam. Right, and, okay. and I've written it. It is done. Phil Jupiter's blessing has done some illustrations for it oh, cartoons which are wow, going in the book great. and uh, and Paul's read it as well Paul, oh, really? Paul has read it I managed to get the book to him through a mutual friend and he uh, he uh, phoned me up which was oh, one of the more like exciting nice. days of my life and he that's goes Ian amazing. it's Paul Weller and I went I, I know because <laughs> I knew he was going to phone me up and he goes uh, I love the book I've forgotten how I won't say what he said I've forgotten how terrible it was in the 70s <laughs> and I started laughing I said can I use that as a quote on the front cover and he said yes oh, wow. and uh, really? I've since met him and we've talked a little bit about it so he's behind it and he's you know really keen on, on the whole thing yeah. and it comes out next year unless you pledge money it is it, basically. I do have the money to write the book. It's that's there, hmm. but you can buy the book in advance if you want. If you go okay. to Unbound, www.unbound.co.uk, and pledge money, you will get the book a little bit earlier than everyone else. And now, with the seal of approval of one of the main protagonists, of course. Well, it, you know what? I think people want to think about that time a little bit. I talk about it on stage sometimes, and yeah. I talk about the things that we mm. never had in the. T you know, I mean, fruit. We have fruit now, lovely fruit. We had tin fruit in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying when I was nine, when I was nine, I had a peach that was older than me, right? <laughs> and and I talk about that. I talk about the things we didn't have in the nineteen seventies. So, like I say, it's part social history, and talk about the gigs and talk about my school life and what it was like and music back then. Yeah. And what it means when you're 13, 14, you hear a bit of music, that could be life-changing. Mm. And, and lyrically, sort of lyrically as, a, mm. as a band, they were real social commentators. They were real kind of time capsules. You listen to a lot of those lyrics and they were very much of their... They really were a no microcosm doubt. at a time. No they? doubt, but also even the personal stuff, you know? Mm. I need you to keep me straight when the world don't seem so great. And, and talking like a love letter, really, mm. to a girl he's seeing... And he's 19 when he's written this. Yeah. And I'm a 13-year-old thinking, I have no idea what this is about. <laughs> no, I don't need you, want you, yes. Yeah. And so he was so ahead of his time. And I, and I think he was almost like a big brother to me and thousands of people like me. So I'm oh. writing about that. Really. And when's it out in? It's out in June, but I think if you pre-order it, you get it, I think, in March. Okay. Brilliant. Okay, brilliant. Well, look, well done. And, well, uh, thank you. We'll hopefully see you, so we'll see you during the season all being well. I'll be around uh, moaning. Marvellous. No if it goes, to see you guys. If it goes very well for us, not so well for Spurs, we may not see you again for some time, of course. <laughs> I didn't quite, come yeah. in here for the whole of last oh, yeah, season. I'll invite you in. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, Thanks, right. I appreciate invite it. invite you in. Uh, cheers, Ian. All see the best. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Don't ask me to leave it out. 
Five questions then based on last week's uh, shows for Goffey and, and uh, Max Takeover with Drive. Uh, Elliot Steele, comedian Palace fan, joined us in the studio. Has yeah. a new show he's taken up to Edinburgh. What's it called? You drew attention to it and asked him about it and said, oh, yeah, that's uh, that was interesting. You Don't you remember? You, I, mean, I thought this was the easy question. This was the... Elliot Steele. Elliot Steele popped in the show. Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it called? You, you asked him about the actual name of the show and and the relevance of it and where it came from. I'm giving That's you all ruined this. it, hasn't it? Because I can't think of it. Ah, murked. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't you remember you talked to him about? I do it. now. He's mentioned it. <laughs> it's really annoying when I do that. Uh, if only we should really film. Do they put this out on Twitter? Don't ask me because the no. pain on your face. Everyone would love to see that. They band, wouldn't. Yeah. Only you. <laughs> So annoyed. <laughs> it's, really, it's really gone. He's gone. Have a word with him. It's like a Gary Lineker moment. Um, I, Andy, that's the nature of the quiz, isn't it? My wife would be very disappointed. I thought she'd be quite happy. No, no, she likes me to get the first one right some way into the contest because you before. said to Elliot oh Merck so that was that show wasn't it with yeah, um, I know Rio it doesn't Fernand. mean I remember it does it well I, I don't know that do I you can't <laughs> blame me for setting questions you can't answer that's do you kind do, of the do point. you do the rest of it for pride Andy come oh, on oh yeah okay. uh, what's Andy Smart's book called he joined us on Thursday <laughs> was it? it was you here wasn't it <laughs> <Yeah>. last week <laughs> Uh, oh, I don't know. I can't a hitch, a oh, hitch in time. And you had an itch in it. A yeah. hitch in time. Uh, quick one. Tommy O'Dell from an Australian rock band joined us in the studio last week. Yeah, he was great. Uh, there's four. It's four uh, letters in the band's name. I'll, I'll let you just give me one of them. <laughs> <laughs> what were they called? The band. The... I have absolutely no have idea. DMA. Oh, well done. The DMAs. He's on yeah. fire. Yeah. Uh, Olaf Falafel came in. His book was called One Giant What for Mankind. Leak. Leak, that's mm. right. And... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we'll leave it there. Oh, A great recovery. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We shall return tomorrow at one. We've got a fine array of guests oh, for it's you. Rubbish on Don't Ask Me. I must. I need to revise. I my... wouldn't ask you. I thought it's the easy one because he remember Merck because he asked Elliot a question about it. And it just... You've, oh, you're beating yourself up. I can see that, aren't you? It's you're annoying. beating yourself up. See, that's top-level sport. That's what it does to people. Gets inside their heads. <laughs> it's like the edge. <laughs> it's like it is. Honestly. Anyway, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks for downloading us. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.